It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Yeah. It was fun in St. Louis. Maybe not the game, but I like going to St. Louis. I went to this very, very cool, I mean incredibly cool museum called City Museum, which is really like a kid's museum, I think. I mean, I believe it would be perfect for uh, youngsters about 4 to 15, 14, in, somewhere in there. I used to go when I was a kid when we would go up there. It is my favorite place in the world. It's like a, it's like a playground. It is neat. The uh, unfortunately, um, at a, at a pretty young age, several years ago in his early sixties, the guy that invented that passed away. But it's caves and slides and tunnels and just cool stuff. Plus, architecture like they had a whole section on Chicago architecture. Why that? I don't know, but um, just neat stuff. And the, and the guy was brilliant the, the way they did this at like a warehouse downtown that he. Did the outside and the inside, all these structures. So here I am and my wife, I won't tell you her age, but at 70, I'm doing, we had the option of a five-story slide or a 10-story slide. So, you know, wisdom comes in when you get to my age. We only did the five-story. Nobody got hurt! No, it was cool. And we went to the Memphis, not the Memphis, the Missouri Botanical Garden, which a person that was a docent there told us is the third best gardens in the world. And you know that blown glass Chihuly? They have thousands of pieces throughout the park of Chihuly glass. I don't know if that is there on a permanent basis or just for this thing. I mean, it would be such a pain to move all that back and forth. But, you know, most of these pieces that Chihuly have are, are like, you know, they cost eight, nine thousand, ten thousand. The cheap pieces are almost double figure uh, thousands. It, it looks like it's there till October fifteenth. So you got oh there just goodness. in the nick of time. Oh my goodness! So we saw that. I can't imagine the amount of work that it would take to move that stuff. It's incredible. Um, how many pieces are in that? Does it say? Uh, 20, 20 installations. Twenty installations, but how many pieces of Jehulu? Oh, glass? it just says thousands of pieces. It's it is thousands. So thousands times thousands, we're, we're talking into the millions of this. It's, it, is, it, was in, it was incredible. Then there was the game. And we'll get more into this as we go on during the week. But um, look, Memphis did okay offensively. They hung in. They were as physical as the Missouri Tigers. They just weren't as explosive, I guess is the best way I can put it. Explosive plays, to me, were the difference in the game. And, of course, Memphis turned the ball over. Now, Memphis did get points early on off of a turnover, so that was a positive. Memphis had 399 yards, so let's just say 400 yards, 316 passing. Had I get had three touchdown passes, but he threw two picks. One was a terrible interception. And the defense really... Didn't allow a first a, a first down on a third down conversion. The Missouri Tigers were 0 for 8, so that was a positive. You take away something good, but the defense gave up 542 yards, 341 passing, 201 yards running. Most of those 
plays came from big plays, from explosive plays, 20-plus yards. And to me, that's the difference in the game. And I think Memphis kind of got worn down toward the end of the game because, let's face it, the deeper team is Missouri. They're an SEC team with a much bigger NIL payroll. But the real tests now come. I mean, this is this is the portion. You're not going to be ashamed of going to an SEC game on the road and losing by a touchdown places in that game where you had a chance to win the game. I think you walk away going, okay, we've proved we're a pretty good team. Now you have to continue to get better and execute a little bit better the next test. And really the next two games are the key to the season. If you beat Boise now – you're 4-1 on the year, and you play what should be, really, a preview of the AAC championship. I don't think there's other teams besides Memphis and Tulane that are at the top of the American. We'll see as time goes on. Heck, USF may be a better team than we know. So, you know, Rice could be a better team than we know. So we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out, but... These next two games, that will be the test. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball here in a second. I will let you know we're in the Family Leisure Studios. World's biggest Bostel sale going on. It's back and bigger than ever you know. 50 different models to choose from, from five different manufacturers. Big-time stuff. All you got to do is get to I-40 and Widden Road. And our title sponsor, as always, it's Homer. Homer Skelton Hyundai in Olive Branch. Chris True and the gang. Guys that have been there for well over 20 years. Dave Richardson. Rick Fink, all these guys, John Burnside, they've been there for over 20 years. Last double-digit years, I'm not sure, 10, 12, whatever it is, Chris True has been their leader. By the way, they may be moving to another location in Olive Branch. But it just keeps getting bigger and better, and they have pre-COVID car stock on the lot. Please go see. It's easier to get there now. They fixed Highway 78, Lamar. All the way to Craft Road, first exit, turn left. You'll understand why everybody returns because the experience is so good at Homer Skelton Hyundai. Let's talk a little bit of baseball. And I just saw a story this morning. Tim Doolin, you and I have not talked about this one. I, I think maybe the biggest bust this year is the San Diego Padres, and they just announced they're going to cut their budget. 20%. They're going to go from $250 million to $200 million. They're going to cut $50 million off the budget. Are they the biggest failure this year? They are the Mets, I guess you would have to say, huh? Good morning. I think, good morning. I think comparable to the Mets, yeah. And, I mean, obviously not – I wouldn't discount the fact that the Yankees have really, you know, pooped all over themselves. But they didn't have the, the free agent acquisitions, obviously, that the Padres had. And obviously the Mets probably second to that, so your point is well taken. However, uh, it's going to be hard for the Padres to trade some of those contracts. I'm just telling you, Um, uh, because there's not a lot of teams out there that are going to spend that kind of money on guys that uh, have had subpar years. And the reason why they're they would be trading them is to uh, uh, because they haven't performed. So um, you know we've got a couple of guys. Uh, with the Padres that our agency represents, and Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr., great, both great players. Both just got huge deals uh, Tatis a few years ago, which was an unprecedented deal. It was the largest contract ever done for a pre-arbitration player. 
and then Manny getting his extension. So, yeah, they've got issues in San Diego. And it just goes to show, well, uh, we, we talk about this all the time, is that just because you, you have what seems to be a World Series contender on paper, you still got to play, you still got to have team chemistry, you still got to have good leadership, and you got to be somewhat lucky and stay away from injuries. And I think the Padres have been cursed with all of the above uh, as far as the negative goes. There was an interesting article because apparently most of the finger-pointing is done at Machado. I, I don't know why. I really don't know the inside story on that. But it goes back to the word that you just used, chemistry. And um, I'm always amazed at team chemistry in baseball. And, and I'm going to explain why, and then I really want your take on this. In football, you got 11 players on the side. And let's just say, if the offensive line is not in cahoots, if one guy takes one step the wrong way at the wrong time, the play doesn't work. You have to have a total mesh. In basketball, five guys have to act as one on both sides of the ball for you to be effective. In baseball, it's pretty much all one-on-one battles. So why is it? Maybe because they play so many games and they're in the locker room together so often, but why is chemistry so important? No, I mean, I think he took the words right out of my mouth. You're you're spending more time in baseball with the players uh, and your coaches and staff than you are with your family because you're traveling together. You're, I mean, these guys get to the park at sometimes as early as one o'clock in the afternoon. They don't they don't just show up for the game and go play and then go home. They're there, you know, ten twelve hours a day. So. You know, and, and with social media and with all the distractions that young players have coming up, it's 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 more difficult than ever, I think, to have chemistry. And then and we and like we always talk about is with today's culture, with the front office actually running the team, players know that the manager is is really nothing more than than a, a real good version of a puppet that's going to be just kind of there in, in figurehead and they're handing him the lineup. So obviously players don't have the respect for managers as they once did because years ago, you, all the managers in the major leagues were, were veteran wisdom type guys. So when you got to the big leagues, you ultimately respected that guy. Now you have players obviously making a, a lot more money than the, than the manager is and they don't have respect for him. So that when times get tough, you see teams kind of collapse, and you see personalities uh, headbutt, and then you get distracted, and next thing you know, you lose six, seven in a row, and it's hard to catch back up. Look at what the Orioles have done. I mean, they've built from within. They've been bad a long time. They've had great drafts. They've got really good young players that, that they, they hit on in the draft, and they've been able to move those guys relatively fast to impact their major league team. Here's the here's the team with the Orioles are going to be they got a really good chance Willow to get in the World Series. I mean, I know. It, it, they really do, you know. Well, look at the markets that are winning divisions. Baltimore, Minnesota in in the worst division. Right. right. Uh, now t- Dallas is a big town. Uh yeah, w- but I mean, w- to, with the to Rangers. Your point, not to interrupt you, but you look what Dallas look what the Rangers did with a, a new GM. He hit on some big trades. He signed some big free agents and they lost they lost one of their top free agent pitchers to to arm surgery and they're still but what what's the common denominator they went out and got a veteran manager interesting so you you are because every week the theme is 
the guys that have real managers, old school, not analytic GMs that are running everything, are the ones that are working well. How about Milwaukee in the National League? Small, another small market. What's what's the same secret thing, Craig, to the Brewers? Craig, same thing. Same thing. Craig Council's been there forever. He was a player. He was a blue collar player. He's, he's got a veteran staff uh, of guys that have been around the game a long time, and their culture is is almost like the Cardinals was for the longest. And now the Cardinals, and I've said this the first two weeks of the season when Marmol embarrassed, um, what was the outfielder's name, uh, in the media. Oh, yeah. I mean, he lost the club. He lost it. He didn't, he didn't have a clubhouse to begin with. But when, when you see, if you're a player and you see they fired Schilt because Schilt was not going to, uh, conform to the Zilak managing the team from the, from upstairs. He lost, and then Marmol had no experience. You, you lose the clubhouse, and look what happened. And so, and they're not going to—they're not going to just automatically change because these owners have bought into this, you know, this sabermetrics era, and they're going to have to start seeing guys like the Rangers and and look at the common denominator and why these guys are having success, but yet we've, we're supposed to have a better team. We've got a, a much bigger payroll than all these other teams. The Yankees are uh, pretty good bets to not make the 500 mark for the first time in decades. I know Aaron Judge was hurt for a good portion of this year. That can't be the only reason. They still got a big payroll, a bunch of other players. What went wrong with the Yankees, and are they going to get rid of their GM? They should. I mean, it's time. Uh, Whether... Whether Steinbrenner will do it or not, I don't know. Uh, but sometimes you just need to change the scenery, and I think they need they need a fresh uh, fresh guy to come in there. You know, someone said the other day uh, they need to get Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's not taking that job. He he he's been through that as a player. He, I think he's in another chapter of his life. I think he's still able to stay around the game. Well, he wasn't so good in Miami game. either. I mean, I no, don't... Well, no, 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 no. I, let me let me defend him for a second. So what happened is he gets part ownership. He gets total control, so he thought, and because I've got some inside sources, and the the owner was not willing to spend some money to go get some, you know, get some acquisitions in the free agent market and or the trade. And look, where are they at? They're right there in the playoff. They've been in the playoff hunt a whole year, and a lot of those players, young players, are Derek Jeter's. So, um, look, when guys like Jeter, especially, but guys that are competitive and their whole goal is to win. If you don't give them the opportunity to win, they check out. I, w- I wouldn't want to take a job, if, a coaching job, if I didn't think I could I could turn it into a championship team. Play, play, guys like that, they don't want a job. They want a, they want a challenge of being able to make something better. Look at Dion. Same scenario. It's Fair. about the challenge. It's not about the how much I'm getting paid. Fair enough. All right. Last thing. Looks like the Dodgers and the Braves, easily the two best in the National League. They get a bye first round. Hope my Cubs make it. The Cubs got to play the Braves three games here. Uh, what 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 do you do at the end of the season if you're the teams that are gonna get the buys? Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to probably listen to your veteran players. You're gonna you know, and, and the tough part about it is you got both the Braves and especially the Dodgers. They are they're on a huge streak right now. They are kicking you know what. And so they don't want to lose that momentum. They don't want to lose that karma. So they're probably going to have probably a day or two off. Then they'll have light workouts. Then they're probably going to get into some type of a, a structured scrimmage where pitchers can face hitters and they can continue to see live arms. 
and then hope when they when they start to play when they start the series that they 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 just pick up where they left off. My friend, I know you have an airplane to catch. We thank you for uh, flexibility, joining us a little earlier than usual. And uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. We'll have playoffs all set up by then. Look forward to it. Thanks, Willow. Me too. That is our guy on baseball. That is Tim Doolin, brought to you in part by Conway. Conway Services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electric, cooling or heating system on the fritz. Got a dripping faucet. Call the pros at Conway today. They'll waive the service call fee with any HVAC or plumbing repair the next few weeks. If you call their expert technicians who are available seven days a week and tell them we called you. We told you. Call 384-3511. Schedule your appointment. Or you can visit ConwayServices.com for details, terms, and conditions. I know you probably gave medals yesterday, correct? Uh, me and Brian did not. We got caught up talking about the NFL. Oh. Um, did you give – if you had, you would have given me a medal. Would you not have? I would have given you a medal. Because now this picking contest of ours is getting out of hand. What, what, what's the total here? I was, what, 4-1-1 one, one this week? That's right, Dave. You were 4-1-1. One, one. What were you, my friend? I was 1-4-1. One, one. Whoa. W- what is my lead on you now? I have you down uh, as being 17-9-1. And while I, on the other hand, am 11, 15, and 1. Wow. Well, you were way behind in golf. Um, I'll I'll say this, 17, 9, and 1? I hope someone's betting with you, Dave. I could really be cleaning up if I put these to – if I started putting money on it, you know what would happen? Maybe start going another way. I would be 9 and 17. And one. In the meantime, real quick, here's my my precious medals. I'm going to give a bronze medal to 901 FC. They got a 4-2 win over Tampa. So now they are in the playoffs for a third straight year. It's different coach. Stephen Glass has done a pretty good job. They beat Tampa twice this year. Tampa's always really, really good. I got to give a silver medal to the college football playoff committee. Looks like I couldn't give them a gold yet because they have to vote on it, but it looks like. They're going to keep the 12-team format, that 6 plus 6, at least for next year. Because there was talk, and Greg Sankey's leading the way. He wants more SEC teams in. To heck with the power group of five teams. They don't deserve a seat at the table. But the others, at least, are not as greedy as Mr. Sankey. And it looks to me like, at least for this next year, Memphis will have a chance with a seat at the table or somebody from the group of five. And then finally, you got to give a gold medal to the Miami Dolphins, don't you? 70 points? That is the first or the most scored since 1966. And I know it's your Miami Dolphins who are the only undefeated team in the AFC after four weeks. We're going to talk with Jeff Moore about that in a little bit. It's a tough, tough game this week, too, against the Bills in the AFC East. That one is going to go back and forth like crazy. I, those are the, I think those are the best. That's the best one-two punch in, that, in any division in football. Well, there's no question that they're not going to get 70 on the Bills. I don't think so. Uh, you get any medals? Or? No, no, keep going. Please okay. keep going. And then my, I, I just got one rust, and that is it. Oh, I two, actually. I have, the first rust has to go to the SEC referees that were doing the Memphis and Missouri game. And this is blatant stupidity. First of all, why were there SEC referees for a Memphis road game? That should have been AAC refs. And and I'm not saying that that, that the game was called poorly, because I, I, I thought it was called fairly, so I'm not calling any bias here. But here's what I am saying. 
they didn't know the rules about an onside kick. So all camp long, all year long, when the Tigers practice on special teams, they practice an onside kick, they do it without a tee. And the SEC officials said, you have to have a tee. Even though in the game afterwards, they didn't use the tee in a Pac-12. Ryan Silverfield went to the officials and said, the rule says I can go without a tee. They said, no, sir, it does not. He said, yes, sir, I know the rules. It does. Go look it up. They said, no, sir, we know the rules. They wouldn't let him use the tee. Of course, it was unsuccessful. Who knows if it would have been successful without the tee, but that's the way they practiced. And then the SEC officials were told by the league they were wrong. Doesn't help, though. It's a little bit like the AAC last year when they said the guy from Houston who got the onside kick in a game Memphis lost, um, that he was offsides, and they didn't call it, and they had to apologize. So apologies mean nothing when you take losses. That, that seems so unique to football, too. Just in my experience with basketball, like what you said, the coach should know the rule book, and Coach Silverfield clearly did. And in basketball, I guess because it's such a smaller arena and you can hear what the refs are saying, they talk to the announcers directly, kind of there's more back and forth. And if, if they're wrong, they figure out they're wrong pretty quick. But in football, it's such... They're so isolated like that, it well, seems like they, they don't figure out a lot to the game. They got a booth upstairs or whatever. They should have at least checked the rule book. And they, and they just they thought they knew, and they did not. My funnel, Russ, go to both Denver that gave up 70 points and the Chicago Bears that look lost. Those appear to be the two worst teams in the National Football League. And those are our medals. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more NFL. That will be with our expert, former Val and former Los Angeles Ram. That would be Jeff Moore. He'll be in studio in a minute. If you're thinking about building a home, maybe a renovation you want done right, whatever your plans, contact my guy. You know he's been with me. He's been with me 15 years, 20 years, Ken Garland. Well, his company's been around a long time, too, because it was started by his dad, and then Ken Jr.'s been doing it forever. If you have a dream home in mind, you're looking for land for that dream home, he's got some. You're not sure how to utilize land. Maybe you've had in your family for a while. Now you want to do it. You want to, you want to make that plunge and get that modern palace Call Ken Garland. Go to KenGarland.com and see what he and his dad have done for 70 years. And then call 751-1632. He's a fun guy to talk to. He sees the little details in the big picture all at once. And maybe you don't want to move at all, but you want modern amenities. I call that renovation. Renovation with innovation from Ken. He knows all these things. He's a good guy to trust. 751-1632. Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. We uh, will talk last segment of the day with our friend down in Tampa, Bucks sideline reporter T.J. Reeves. But it's Jeff Moore, who's front and center in just a minute. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Cruising through our Tuesday. Jeff Moore is going to join us here in a second. 
Jeff, brought to you in part by the Memphis Parks and Public Golf. Memphis Golf is is a special thing these days. For those of you who've played the New Pine Hill, have gone and seen Will Keys, you all know how cool that place is now. You know, Penny Hardaway has the course record 65, and he didn't even birdie a par 5. 65, that's a pretty impressive thing, especially if you go see it. Of course, it's not as easy as it used to be. It's impressive. It's impressive what they've done with Overton Park. I think they've got a championship coming. It'll be a putting championship because they've got such big and champ- uh, 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 sort of tricky greens. That'll be kind of fun, and they've got them really fast. They have made an emphasis, if you see what they're doing at Audubon, at making golf a great amenity for the city. Great cities have great amenities, and Memphis has done that with their their golf courses. There's no doubt about that. And if you are looking to get a tee time, it's really simple. Now, you know, fall's the best time to play. Go to memphispubliclinks.com. Jeff Moore joins us now. Another weekend in the books. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know... There's only like three undefeated teams. One in the AFC, it's Miami. Could you believe in the NFL today a team could score 70 points on another team? That's what Miami did to Denver this weekend, and that is crazy in my mind. It is crazy. Um, The Dolphins look great against Denver. We have to remember that last week they only scored seven points against the Patriots in the second half. But they, they, they have an explosive offense. I think Tua is playing fantastic. Um, they've got, they're getting good production out of their running game. And their defense was solid. We knew their defense was solid going into this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they look explosive. Uh, they've kind of, uh, I think they played the Bills this week. So we'll get a chance to really see if this team game. is for real. Uh, the Buffalo is playing a lot better. Um, and looking more like the team we expected them to look like going into the season. So, um, that'll be a great, great, task in the AFC East next week. I I think um, the two worst teams in the NFL, could be vying all year long now, are going to be the Denver Broncos. And Sean Payton came in with a lot of bluster. His team gave up 70 points. Uh, So I think it it wasn't just a former coach, Hackett, it's personnel there. Uh, And then the Chicago Bears that, that just look totally lost. It was 34 nothing at the half. This could have been a 70-point game. They're schematically on offense, they look lost. Justin Fields is not getting better. Yeah. Are those the two worst teams in the NFL, do you think? Right now, I mean, again, small sample size is three games, but both of those teams appear to just not have any clue offensively or defensively. Um, the, the team that I'm interested in, in just seeing how they progress, of course, is the Eagles. I think in the NFC, um, even though they've struggled a little bit offensively, defensively, their their offensive and defensive lines to me are still the best. And I think that's going to make the difference going down the stretch in the season. Um, but I like the way the Eagles are playing on both sides of the ball, especially in their in their offensive and defensive line. You can say it's struggle, but they're 3-0. and oh. On the year, they're plus 25 in the three games, too. So um, they're doing well. I mean, they're, 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 there's only two undefeated teams in the NFC. Miami's the only one in the AFC, which shows you the parity mm-hmm. through three weeks. That's amazing to it me. Is. And um, the other uh, the other NFC team that's undefeated, 
are the San Francisco 49ers. They're plus 48, 3-0. And you, this, this is crazy. <laughs> but Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, the last guy taken in the draft two, two years ago, Brock Purdy has never lost a game as a starter. That's insane. But, you know, one of the things that always fascinates me about pro sports, which is the reason I love pro sports, is the difference between the the caliber of play of athletes is so minute, and especially the the mental game. And, and of, course, of course, when you get a Brock Purdy like that, a guy gets a chance to play, and he's just really tough mentally. And that's just something you can't measure. You can't measure that on 40 time. You can't measure that in strength. Um, you just got to play. And you see guys that just somehow and, – and I think the the perfect contrast for that is Dak Prescott right now. I mean, it's obvious that this guy is looking over his shoulder. He's not playing with any kind of confidence. And the Cowboys, although everybody thought they were world beaters a week ago, were humble by the Arizona Cardinals. Again, it it does not matter in some instances what your record is. It's, it's how – you're prepared to play on that day in Arizona, I thought, just spanked the Cowboys in a way that surprised a lot of people. Surprised me. I, I you know what? It's crazy. You would think, seriously, I could I, I could get how maybe an offensive lineman could slip by, become Mr. Irrelevant, show yeah. up, yeah. gain 20 pounds, uh, you know, went with the right trainer, came from a school that nobody knows about, and becomes a really good player. It starts on an NFL team. But a quarterback, but a quarterback. only one? There's only one starting quarterback for every team, so there's 32 of those. Yeah. How do, how do you slip so badly um, where nobody even knows about you, and you're taken on a lark as yeah. the last guy taken in the last round, and be this good. That that is amazing to me. And you mentioned Dak Prescott. I got a better one for you right now, and it's on a team that you really had a lot of good feeling for. So I got to give you a little grief. <laughs> That's your New York Jets okay. and Zach Wilson. Oh, he's here. Joe Namath. He's going after Robert Sally. He's going after the general manager. He said, "I've had enough of Zach Wilson." And Zach Wilson looked terrible. There, there's, there's no doubt about how bad Zach Wilson has looked. But he was the number two overall player taken in, I think, the same draft that Rock, that that Purdy uh, was Mister Irrelevant. Well, again, it goes back to the one thing you just can't measure, and that's a guy's mental toughness. Um, Zach Wilson is not. He, he throws an interception, and then he gets it in his mind, and he throws another one, and then he starts playing badly. And the the great quarterbacks that have that it factor, they're when they make a bad play, they can put it behind them and, and still focus and make a good play the next time out. And you see guys like uh, Zach that are struggling because they're just not able to make that mental adjustment that you have to make to play that position. Well, even some guys, like last night, I'll give you a good example, Matthew Stafford, who we know has won a Super Bowl, yeah. right? That guy, he got sacked, and I, I'm not sure it's really his fault. We talk about mental toughness or sharp enough to get rid of the ball quicker. This dude got sacked, I want to six say... Six times. Six times. I thought it was more than that. Yeah. I thought it was eight times. Six, six times, whatever it is. Those sacks came like in a in, in, in three seconds. He never... He, he went back. He <laughs> tried to make his first read, and he was hit. Yeah, and the, and the thing about when a quarterback gets sacked like that, I mean, they're they're getting punished. I mean, these are big guys that are hitting them, and and they're coming with bad intentions. Um, they've got to protect him better. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's solid. Um, 
but they've got to protect him better if they want to make it, if he's going to make it through the season. You if, can't have six sacks. If, if you're the the Jets and you've got former players talking about how bad this group is, and you know this, this is the hard knocks group that everybody said with Aaron Rodgers. I give yeah, you that. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're they're the toast of New York, <laughs> and they lose him early, and they uh, end up beating. Buffalo in that first game, yeah. um, amazingly enough, Buffalo gave that game away. Let's let's be total clear about that. And then now that they haven't been in there, Robert Sala and the GM continue to praise the improvement of Zach Wilson, who everybody else thinks has been terrible. You've got other players. You know the locker room. You yeah. were in the locker room yeah. who are going, this guy can't do it. Yeah. I mean, he's... The Jets have to make a move, don't they? The Jets have to make a move. Uh, the players don't believe in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson doesn't believe in Zach Wilson. We we all hope that his being tutored by Aaron Rodgers would help his mental game. He certainly, I'm sure, probably has the X's and O's, but mentally he's just not there. They're going to have to make a trade to get somebody because this team is too good to forfeit their season, and, and they're go- they're in a – position to really end up mailing their season away if they don't make a change at that position. Um, so they've got to do something. There's There are some really interesting games this week, including Thursday night, the new darling of the NFC, the Detroit Lions. They're going to take on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. That That's pretty good for Al Michaels and company, huh? That'll be a great game. Uh, you've got uh, two up-and-coming young quarterbacks, um, and certainly um, the tradition of these two teams has been such that Green Bay has dominated the series, but Detroit is letting people know this is a new team, is a new culture, and I think they're going to play well. I, you know, Obviously the game of the, of the week is Miami and, and Buffalo. Uh, but other interesting ones, oh, and we'll talk with T.J. Reeves here in a little bit, but Tampa and New Orleans will play each other. There's two two-and-ones. That is a good matchup. I, I think the Bucks are still a surprise team, although they couldn't muster much yesterday. They they are they, they are a good surprise team. Uh, the weather was was not the best last week, but you know the, Baker Mayfield is playing well for them. I think if they can keep that going, uh, New Orleans is getting their weapon back, their weapons back, and I think they're going to be um, a good solid team in that division. So we'll just have to see. That should be a good contest. The uh, first pick in the draft poll is. Going to be Sunday afternoon at 3. That could be a game we have right here. Denver at Chicago. And the Broncos are the favorite, a team that just gave up 70 points. <laughs> Boy, that doesn't say much for your Bears. No. <laughs> uh, but, you know, don't don't be surprised. I think I, I like the Bears. I still I believe in that quarterback. I think he's young. They just got to protect him. And they need to be a little more creative offensively. And then Sunday night is the Chiefs. At the Jets, and this could be a bloodbath. The, the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, I mean the the Chiefs are playing well, and and they're going to play well because they've got the best quarterback in the league calling the shots, and they've got their defensive guys back now. Um, so it could be ugly, but again, you know the Jets' defense is formidable, and they're going to play well against. Kansas City's just can they muster any offense with this quarterback? I don't know. We'll just have to see. Uh, 
I'd come at him because he gets rattled. You know, there was one. This is where Joe Namath lost his mind. He goes. He went back to pass. Here comes a big rush. He just sat down. Yeah. He didn't want to get hit. Yeah. He just sat down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's punishment back there for sure when they get those sacks. But um, they've got to help him out. I mean, he, he they've got to find a quarterback. I'm in agreement with you as always. A pleasure chatting with you. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Look forward to Thank it. Thank you. That is Jeff Moore on the National Football League. He's brought to you by Southern Security. That's your home team credit union for about 70 years now. They have been the Mid-South leader when it comes to unbeatable rates or low fees or how about technology and certainly with great service? If you're a business owner, if you're in need of an auto loan, you need better benefits with your credit cards, go to the hometown team, your home team credit union, Southern Security. You will get everything you could use for all your business banking needs. They got the lowest competitive rates on auto loans. They even got the best rates on your credit card and a whole lot more. And you can talk to a person when you call, if you want to. That's always important to me. 901-452-7900. Talk to one of our team members, like family, or you can visit the website at southernsecurity.org. Big sponsors of the U of M Athletic Department. They're your home team credit union. They are Southern security we take a break when we come back to tampa we go the bucks sideline guy extraordinaire that's tj reeves he's next be sure to follow us at sports 56 whbq on twitter facebook instagram and youtube to watch live video of our shows stay up to date with station events and have chances to win prizes don't miss out on anything that's going on follow us at sports 56 whbq Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. To Tampa we go, and a very tired, exhausted T.J. Reeves, having watched his team struggle last night against Philly at home at Raymond James, final 25-11. Bucks lose for the first time this season, the Eagles are pretty good, huh, TJ? Good morning. Good morning. There is no doubt uh, Philadelphia deserves an awful lot of credit um, for what they were able to do. Uh, I'm not just spinning this. I'm saying to you they're going to do this to a lot of people uh, this season. They're going to be a 13-win team probably, 12-team wins at least. They look every bit the part of being the NFC champions of a year ago. Uh, Jalen Hurts was not fully healthy. He had Battled the stomach flu, as we found out, while right. the game was going on, so he didn't run around as much. But that is such a physical offensive line at field level um, that they, they're going to do that to a lot of people. They did it to the Bucks. They wore them down. They, they had to drive out of the locker room to go up 20-3, to three, and then with eight and a half minutes left, the Bucks had gotten a touchdown, gotten the two-point play. It's 25-11, to 11, and the Eagles proceed to kill the last eight and a half minutes of the game without giving the ball back. Five first downs, ran the clock out. Full credit to them. Buccaneers have to regroup. Your man J-Mo was even cheering me up there right before I came on there. He said, hey, look at it this way. The game started an hour earlier. You got home an hour earlier. That's true. We're looking for positives on the on the Wolo show, I, I, on Wolo and Friends. We always do. You know, we see it half full. We never see it 
half empty, unless you're a Denver Bronco or Chicago Bear fan. It's pretty hard, <laughs> pretty hard to find anything good I there. Was, I, I was going to say, shall we bring your Bears up who seem to be regressing even from the Buccaneer loss, or then what was that with the Broncos? That's the same NFL. Is that the same NFL that I was on the field with last night for Buccaneers, Eagles, the Broncos, and the Bears? I'm not sure if that's the same NFL I, right I, now. I, I don't know either. And that... <laughs> So in your state, you know that you guys got things going in the NFL. Uh, look at Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. seventy points. Think, was- think about this: Alabama quarterbacks in that same one, <laughs> same team. Tua and Hurts, my goodness. And Mac Jones. Mac Jones and, uh, was in that quarterback room for a while right. too. That's All right. three of those guys. Huh? So. Uh, yeah, Tua is lining it up again. Hurts is very talented. He is improved. Uh, he got he got a he had a couple of interceptions and he got away with a couple of other ones last night. And again, he gets a pass because they ran the ball so well, and how well their defense really stymied the Buccaneers for most of the night. Bucks couldn't run the ball, etc. Just I mean, you got to give Philadelphia a lot of credit. It's the NFL. It's a long season. Fourteen more games to go for everybody. We'll see what the Bucks look like. Uh, in late October, what do they look like in early November? Then we'll have kind of the better judge. It's going to be fascinating this week before I talk to you again. Buccaneers in the Superdome with the Saints, and you know who is apparently going to be the quarterback because Derek Carr's shoulders hurt. Jameis Winston against his old team. Wow. Here we go again. Wow. I, th- <laughs> I think you'd rather have Baker Mayfield. So I, I do want to ask that because Baker Mayfield would be a great story if he resurrects his young career on his third team. Um, fourth team, fourth team, fourth third team. team in two years. Yes, fourth team overall. You give, give, give me your take of him. Uh, I thought you know last night he was not as good. Obviously, he missed some throws. Mike Evans didn't come up with a couple of those throws though that he should have probably caught. That he had one great catch later in the game. Uh, but Baker, by his own admission, missed some throws uh, and had and had one of those games. Now here's the test: What happens next? Does one performance where you're not as good? I won't even say that was a bad performance. It was just kind of average. Last night, does it lead to another average to bad performance in the Superdome? That's where the questions will come about Baker Mayfield, and he can shut a lot of that up with how he plays. I still, I still like his composure. I, I like the fiery part of it. He just needs to be a little more accurate. And uh, and last night he was not as accurate as he would have liked to have been with some of the plays. And a lot of that, again, the Eagles were disrupting. The Eagles' pass rush was on him several times last night. Welcome to the NFL. That's what's going to happen in the NFL. And so uh, we'll see. But I think overall right now, you got to give Baker Mayfield probably a B. He played two flawless games the first two games, and he was not awful on Monday Night Football. There were some balls there to be caught last night, too. So there you go on the grade on him. I, I, I give you that. I, I, I'm really not a Baker Mayfield fan, honestly. But I, I, I think he's shown me something there. He He's exceeded what I expected. And the Buccaneers are better than I thought that they would be. This, we've got a long way to go. I, I think, uh, and I mentioned this with Jeff Moore, and then I want to switch gears. You're, you're only through week three, right? Yep, and, correct. And there's only three undefeated NFL teams. That's, that's right. That's pretty amazing to me how tough the National Football League is. Yeah, and you had seven NFC teams going into the weekend at 2-0. and The Bucks were playing the Eagles, so one of them had to lose. Five of them lost, including the, the Buck-Eagle loser, which turns out to be the Buccaneers. So it is, and in a lot of cases, it's a week-to-week league. I mean, you were mentioning Florida, the state of Florida. 
who who can explain two days later how Houston comes in and dominates Jacksonville? Who who saw that? How about Dallas? That's the biggest one. Right? What was what was that against a bad Arizona team that may only win two or three games this year, and they were completely uninspired in that game? So the NFL is hard to figure out sometimes. Uh, Everybody you know. gets paid, and and you got to come to play. That you got to. I mean, that's that's the example that Jacksonville right. and Dallas just showed us. You better be ready to play. And that goes back to the old the, uh, theory. The very uh, the, the the commissioner that really made the National Football League happen, Pete Rozelle, when he said, "On any given Sunday." Any given team can win, and that's apparently what you have particularly this year. All right, let me switch gears. Do you know how long it's been since the United States Ryder Cup team has won a road tournament? When were they... my twins born? No. My twins are 15. Were the twins born? No. Wow. I in didn't realize it had been that long. In fact, they weren't even a twinkle in your eyes. Or your What's the size. year? What's the year? The year was 30 years ago, 1993 at the Belfry. That's the last time a Ryder Cup United States team won away <laughs> from the United States. That's, uh, yeah, that's saying something. And I am on the record, and you and I have gone round and round. I was I was debating this with some other people this weekend and last night. A couple, a couple of the golf people were there at the game talking to me about stuff, and I said, I think it's a mistake that Dustin Johnson is not there. Forget the politics, forget all the antics. Zach Johnson had six captain's picks. And maybe, and we've talked about this on your show a few weeks ago, maybe it is behind the scenes that there are other guys going, we don't want him in here for all the other problems that we don't have to get into on Wolo and Friends. So maybe that is part of it. But in terms of success, he was 5-0 and at the last Ryder Cup. He's 4-1 and all time on singles on Sunday. He, is, he has won a couple of live golf events the last couple of years. You don't want that guy as one of your six captain picks unless something else is going on behind the scenes that we don't know about where you've maybe got an uprising from several players saying, I don't want that guy, I don't want to play with that guy, I don't want him around. And I don't I, know that that's the case. I wouldn't I be know. shocked with Justin, uh, with, 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 with Dustin Johnson if that were the case. And we know his history, okay? He's a really good player. He's got a great Ryder Cup record. He hasn't had a great year this year or the year before that. Which is why it would have to be a captain's pick, and honestly, but you had six captains picks. True, the point. true. You true. had six. Of them. The one. Okay, so out of all that, the one captain pick I would not have taken without Justin question Thomas. is Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Exactly. I, I, I agree. But here's the thing: the players like Justin Thomas. Dustin Thomas. No, Justin Thomas. They don't like Dustin Johnson. And, and I, there's I a you. lot of different so, reasons so on for this that. Like or don't like, or is that going to make you feel any better on Sunday night if Justin Thomas has lost like three matches, including his singles no, match? No, no, it won't. The it, fact it, that it, you like him is going to mean something but, at but, that point. But but what if he's two one and one? Let's say he doesn't play in every everything one and one, uh, and and the U.S. wins and the, and there's chemistry. That's best case scenario. That, that, that's chemistry in in the in the clubhouse. Then I think it's right. If you got a guy that's disruptive that that, that guys don't want to play with. Well, but you've had that before. You had right. it with well, Patrick Reed. Yeah, well, you had it with just, Patrick Reed in this about, event. Yeah. Now he had qualified. He was not a captain's pick, and I think it was Webb Simpson was one of the guys that stood up. And said, and it was at the previous Ryder Cup, and help me wherever that was that was in Europe, the last time it was in Europe, back eight years ago. Or, I'm sorry, four years ago or five years ago, whenever it was. 
Webb Simpson, I think, in that one is the one that stood up and said, listen, we know this guy's going to take the heat. I will be there with him. I will be there to help. I will be there to help calm him down. I will step forward. I will do that. That's, that's what teamwork is. That's what a team is. So you've had this before with stuff behind the scenes. I know DeChambeau just won the Chicago Live Golf yeah, event, and he played well in the last Ryder Cup. And so I had a, I had a guy that's a that's an acquaintance of mine, and he's big he's big right now on you know death to the live tour and penalize all these guys forever. And I looked at him and I said, this has nothing to do with the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour. Do you want to win the Ryder Cup? And do Justin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau give you a better chance to win the Ryder Cup? Yes or no? And he uh, even had to look at me and say, okay, on the course, I have to concede. But he's he's going on the premise that those guys should be exterminated for having gone to live golf and trying to ruin the PGA Tour. And well, I said, I'm kind I understand that premise, but do you want to win on this weekend in Italy? I'm Let's kind see. of with him. It's a tough spot for Zach Johnson to be in. Honestly... If I were the pick, I would not have put Justin Thomas in there, and I would have maybe put Bryson DeChambeau, who has played well yes. down the stretch. Dustin former Johnson, U.S. amateur champion yeah. match play. Dustin former, Johnson. Former NCAA champion match play for right, part of it. Right. I'm, 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 not, I'm not arguing that. And I am Dustin Johnson because I think DJ is real bad chemistry, and, and I don't think he's played that well. The DeChambeau argument's a better one. But but Zach Johnson is is in a bad spot because I think he's got a locker room saying we want Justin Thomas we don't like these other guys they left us and yeah. frankly I'm I'm an anti live guy myself and by the way the Europeans you've had John Rahm speak out that you've got no Sergio you've got no Ian Poulter right and those are two guys in particular that have been Ryder Cup killers past their against prime. the United States Definitely and they're doing the same thing Luke right. Donald Luke Donald towed the line and did not pick them as captains picks despite. Sergio having a ridiculously good record, and Poulter, uh, not so much like in the previous couple of Ryder Cups, but Poulter has been just money for them in these team matches in particular, and neither one of them are there as I, captain's pick. I, I agree. You know, Ian Poulter, he was really good to Memphis and to St. Jude, so it's hard for me to say bad things about him. He And he was a heck of a Ryder Cup player, but he's well past his prime. He's done nothing on this tour. Same thing for Sergio Garcia. Even live aside, too, in my opinion, I'm sorry to interrupt, too, I think there's better players on the PGA Tour that were playing better than Justin Thomas uh, down the stretch. And that's another good point. Absolutely. So, I mean, he didn't have to be a live guy. I mean, he just wasn't a good choice. In, including the old guy, that uh, Glover, who who played Lucas so good Glover, down right. the stretch. I would have put him in. Well, I know I know from Paul Azinger talking about this uh, a bunch when they when they finally broke through and won it in 08 and how he did it with using the whole crack the code thing. He wrote the book uh, and, and talked about how you took, like, Navy SEAL teamwork tactics about having guys that have the same types of personalities have them stay together, have them eat meals together, have them go everywhere together, right. have them bond, and they kind of got away from that. And so maybe that is part of what you are saying that Zach Johnson understands. Justin Thomas's chemistry with whoever he's going to put him with is going to rise Justin Thomas's game up and going to help them win. Now you better be right. I now you better, I, be, you now know, you better be. And, now you and, better prove that out. And we'll honestly, who knows what the right strategy is? Because here, you, you know, Aziger when he won, a lot of people thought he should have been the permanent captain for a while, and they didn't want to do that. And then they they were terrible. Uh, 
you know, I thought Phil Mickelson helped to blow the one they lost when Tom Watson was the captain because he wouldn't listen to Tom Watson. There was friction there. Then Steve Stricker came in and he went anti-Azinger. He said, we don't need bonding because that's not what we normally do. What we do is we're individuals. So he catered to the individuality yep. and they won the last time out. So You know what it comes down goes? to? If it works, you're a genius. Right. So whatever your plan is, it better work. And now for Zach Johnson and the U.S. team, let's see if they if they put it together for all of this. And I will be fascinated because it's obviously time displaced, and so we got to wake up early in the morning to watch a lot of it. And then, and then the Sunday singles plays out. Obviously, and I know you got to go in a sec. The Sunday singles plays out while the NFL Sunday is unfolding as well. It may come down to the final two or three matches. We'll see. All, all I know is I look at Rom Hovland. McElroy, then oh, yeah. let me throw in this sensation um, that 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 has gone crazy. Uh, Aberg, right? And I want to put Hatton in there, Fitzpatrick in there, oh, yeah. Tommy Fleetwood in there. Good luck. Good luck. The, to me, <laughs> the European team's the better team. Hey, yep, say we'll it. See. The European team well, is the better team. TJ Reeves, as always, we appreciate it. I will chat with you sometime soon. All right, be well. I'm off to the Big Easy for the Bucks this weekend. Let's see what happens with the Ryder Cup and everything else. Always good to be with you. Don't eat too much. It's easy to do that in that town. We know that. T.J. Reeves. For us on the National Football League, he's brought to you by the Eflin Insurance Team. Yeah, there's a team right there that we all love and know so well. Uh, Matt's been around a long time, too, now. And he does insurance a unique way. He collaborates. He gets to know you, your family, what's important, what your future looks like, what your budget is. And then he finds the perfect program, whether it's going to be auto, home, life insurance. He will tailor make it for you to protect you. If you've got a small to mid-sized business, that's right up his alley, too. That's what he specializes in. He gets to know your company, your employees, your product, what you look like down the road, what's important to you, what your budget is, and then he finds the commercial insurance that will protect you. All you got to do is call 901-386-GUR because they're big Tiger fans. 901-386-4777. Get protected the collaborative way with my guy, the Eflin Insurance Team. That'll do it for me tomorrow. Fun day. We'll see you then. Johnny Radio is next.